This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Fogel and Yamamoto didn't play last night. Statuses for Saturday still up in the air. Maybe we'll find out more after Oilers practice tomorrow. NHL tonight, Capitals and Rangers 2-2 in the second period. Also in the second period, Rangers up 3-0 on Minnesota. Late in the first, Dallas leading Nashville, one zip. Second period, no score, Panthers and Islanders. Going into the third, Buffalo leads Ottawa, 2-1. Flyers lead the Devils, 3-1. And after two periods, the Penguins up 4-1 on the Coyotes. Uh, Shots in that game, 39-18 for the Penguins after two, averaging almost a shot a minute are the Penguins. Later, Kraken at Kings. Blackhawks at Golden Knights, Avalanche at Flames. Flames are here on Saturday to play the Oilers. Only road game in their first 10 games of the season for Calgary. And, of course, it'll be game two of an Oilers six-game homestand. So Saturday night, 6.30 for the face-off show, game at 8. The Elks play on Saturday. It's on Kissin' Country 103.9. 3.30 countdown to kickoff, game at 5 as they host the Argos. There's that doubleheader at Commonwealth Stadium on Saturday because the U of A is playing the UFC at noon. So that'll be fun. The uh, baseball playoffs, the Yankees-Indians, my goodness, I used the wrong name. Yankees-Guardians were uh, rained out. uh, And uh, Houston beat Seattle 4-2. And Thursday night football, it has the Commanders up against the Bears. There is no score with six minutes left in the second quarter. Wasn't it last Thursday we had the uh, 12-9 game with the Colts and the Broncos? Maybe the Thursday night games aren't going to be very good. Anyway, uh, Oilers will practice again tomorrow. A meeting and kind of a sk- optional skate today, so uh, not, not everybody was on the ice. I am pleased to welcome back to Inside Sports the gentleman I miss seeing around the rink. He's back covering the Sharks. <laughs> Drew Bermenda is on the line. Drew, what's going on? You're the only one. Uh, thank you for that, but I doubt everybody else does. <laughs> well, it's good to talk to you. It's, it's, it's a horrible football game that is on right now. You're absolutely right. It's horrible. Uh, yeah, I have it on the screen. I See, this is as, as much as I love sports, I learned early in this doing this job, I can't fully watch a game and host at the same time, so it's a lot of no. looking up or checking or, or checking stats. <laughs> and I've seen wasn't one team in the red zone and turned it over. I thought I saw a team inside yep. the twenty. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. It's a terrible <laughs> game. No, uh, switching back and forth between everything and this that game. So no, as you and I, like, we talk about a lot of sports often on air. You've taught me a lot about uh, mixed martial arts UFC because I, yeah. I, I never have really followed that, but you've told me some stuff about that. We often uh, talk slash joke about um, your home province and their passion for a certain football team. Uh, <laughs> the the Bay Area. Yeah. Like, is it, are the Niners that far above everybody? Obviously, the Warriors have been excellent Warriors. for about the last decade. What's it like there now? It's it's Warriors, um, but the Niners are, it's, it's football. Like, football in the United States is, it's, the NFL is the brand. I mean, 
they, they are getting a ton of pub uh, in the NFL with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo now coming back and, and playing as well as he had. The fans love Jimmy Garoppolo, and the Niners are winning with him. So um, it's, it's still NFL and the Warriors because of their championship runs. The Giants had a good year this year and lost out to San Diego. A's, not so much, and the A's are in, in flux right now with regarding, you know, where are they going to stay? Are they going to go? Are they going to build a new stadium? What are they going to do? Looks like a new stadium is going to get built. And then uh, the Sharks, who used to be way up there, who used to be able to pack the house in 17,000-plus every game, um, the last three years not been able to make the playoffs, and the team is definitely now in a, in a transition phase. So they're not getting as many people and not as much publicity either. But, but of course, there's also Cal and Stanford and basketball and football and everything else. So there's a lot of uh, um, competition for your sports entertainment dollar in this in this area. Yeah, well, and the I mean, obviously the States has the NFL and the NBA, yeah. which we only have the NBA in Toronto. And the, the college sports are in such, such a much larger Crazy. scale than they are in Canada, Crazy. which is a totally yeah. other dimension. Yeah, crazy, and 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 the alumni of the college teams, it's, it's nuts. I mean, there's, there's there's so much sports going on, and but NFL is the king. What was this? Remind me of the Warriors. Was it? Did they move from San Francisco to Oakland, or Oakland to San Francisco recently? Oakland to San, Oakland to San Francisco. They played um, right beside the old Oakland uh, Coliseum, right beside the Oakland Coliseum, and where the A's and the Raiders used to play. They used to share that field. They played in in Oakland, and then with their own money. Uh, the owner's own money. They pay. It was all privately funded. They uh, they opened a new building just right. Uh, it's just right behind. It's in China Basin, right behind the Giants baseball park, where it's PNC Park, I think it is right now. It's a gorgeous facility, and it's all private money. No publicly, not publicly funded. It's all private money, and they pack that place. And it's in a beautiful area, right on the water. It's gorgeous. Um, I'm gonna Chase Center, I think it is. I should know. I should know the sponsor, but it's um, it is phenomenal, and they're a phenomenal team. So you know, they are, they're they're that team here. But was that a bit of a no? No, I don't know the vibe there. I've I've never been to that part of California. Was was that a slap though to the people of no. Oakland? No. No, because okay. where where that is right now in Oakland, it's just off 880, uh, one of the highways, and there's nothing around there. And you know, you know as well as I do. Nowadays, you have to build a facility. You have a facility where there's other things that people can go to. So where the where the where the Warriors and the A's and and the Raiders played, there's nothing around there. It's a it's a park with two buildings, a stadium, and 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 um, an arena, and that's it. There's the people who drive in there, they go, they turn around, they get out. Now what they're doing with the A's, and I think there's a reason the A's going to keep them, is that they're moving that kind of across the highway down near the water, and they're going to build a big facility, big um, multi-entertainment area, just like what happened in Edmonton okay. when Rogers was built. They're going to build around it, and the, um, uh, the Warriors did the same thing. Where the Warriors, you know, Warriors moved into to San Francisco, and there's already restaurants, and the stadium was already there for the for the um, for the Giants as well. It's a g- terrific area, beautiful area, and so people go down there early, of course. And you go downtown San Francisco, and you go eat, and then you go to the Warriors game, or you go to the Giants game. That wasn't happening uh, with the Warriors before in Oakland. Okay, all right. Well, thanks for filling me in on that because I, I, no I find that find that interesting. Drew Render on the line. Uh, you watched the Oilers game last night? Pretty funny. Eh? Certainly, yeah, <laughs> certainly did. Certainly did. Very interesting. Fastest two. Goals in the history of uh, Vancouver Canucks to open a season, just like the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight, fastest three goals to open a season for them uh, in five plus minutes. 
And then, but you know what? When you watch that game, I, I think the Vancouver is going to be better this year. I think they're going to challenge and play some meaningful games in March. Um, they had a lot of things go on last year, from personnel to coaching, et cetera, et cetera. I think they're going to be better. But you just, you know, you just had a feeling, did you not? You know, you just, you just knew that even though they were down early, the Oilers were going to come back. They've got the two, if not the two most dynamic players in the in the National Hockey League. Two of a pretty small class when you look at the guys that can make an impact and change the game like Connor and Leon can. And you just kind of expected it. You kind of knew it was coming because the Oilers are that good. They're one of the few teams that can can outscore their mistakes. They're one of the few teams that can play a game at that pace, and they've got a guy who is the game-breaker in the National Hockey League. Yeah, when it was... I'll say this, and I know I had somebody call in who was at the game last night, and she said it was never in doubt for her, so very optimistic, which I appreciate because I try to be optimistic, but I'm not always. When it, when it turned to 3 nothing, I didn't think the Oilers were going to win, but I still thought that the third period would probably be interesting. And then yeah. as soon as they made it 3-1, I was like, okay, well, if they get another power play, you know, it's really going to be game on. And that second power play goal was was absolutely incredible. Um, they, well, they, you know, they, did, they did a hell of a job, too, in the penalty kill. I mean, that was, a, that was a big part of the game. Well, they took. They also took too many. And I asked Jay about the penalties today because they had a couple of, well, they, they I think they had three preseason games in which they were shorthanded six or more times, including nine yeah. or ten in the game in Abbotsford. And then I said, okay, is there a root cause to this? And he said, well, you're, you're playing on the back heel a little bit. And they, like, they were so sloppy through the first two periods. Yep. That if you don't have the puck, you might like it's 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 almost like time of possession in football. If you don't have the ball, bad things are going to happen. If you don't have the oh. puck, you might not get scored on, but you're probably going to commit a foul at some point because you're in the wrong position. Yeah, and also like Darnell, you know how much I love Darnell. He's my favorite winner by far. I love the kid, um, but what was he doing? Well, that was an awful penalty. Awful penalty. What, what, what are you thinking? You, you know, use your head. So. Uh, they were they were undisciplined and sloppy, and I think that's the right call. But they but they were effective on the penalty kill. <laughs> well, I thought Campbell had, and I'm curious what you've thought of Campbell because we've seen him sort of emerge in Toronto. Um, you know, I talked to John Shannon about him last night, and he gave uh, Bill Ranford and a couple other people in LA a lot of credit to getting him going again after it didn't work out for him in Dallas. I, like, I, to me, I know this might sound weird, Drew, because there was a guy on the in the game who had a hat trick and four points. I, I would have picked Campbell as the first star because the Canucks could have had seven goals after 40 minutes. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, Campbell played really well. The the interesting thing regarding Campbell, and I, and I agree with Johnny Shannon on uh, Billy Ranford. Billy Ranford has um, done wonders with goaltenders um, in the L.A. system, and, and Campbell uh, was one that they they let go, and they just – it's going to work out for them because they got two really good goalie quick looks like he's back in his game. But then you look at Toronto and you you think you bet on Matt Murray versus Jack Campbell. Okay, we'll see how that goes. Didn't go very well last night as three go by Matt Murray's glove. And I think Matt Murray's forgot how to stop the puck. Campbell um, was last year very good for for periods of time with the Toronto Maple Leafs. But it's um, now it's with Jack Campbell. Can he be that guy that that gives you the save when you need it? You know, Daryl Sutter talked about save percentage a long time ago when he was talking about Jonathan Quick. Because Jonathan Quick's save percentage numbers were never 
you know, through the roof outstanding. He's very good, but never. And somebody asked him about it during the playoffs, and he said, you know what? I don't look much at save percentage. I look at when the goalie makes the save. Yeah. And if you want to go back, and I think you can, with, with a very objective and critical eye and look at the way the Oilers had played in net. And I love Mike, and I thought Miko, I'm, I have nothing but love and respect for Miko Koskinen as well, a terrific human being. But they would let in that one goal at the wrong time. And if Jack Campbell can not do that, then the Oilers have got themselves set up. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, well, you're right. You never let him get the four. I mean, you shut him out the last 39 and a half minutes of the game. So that, that ultimately got them the win. Uh, Drew, I got to throw one more at you here. We had a great first hour of the show because I was talking about Kane passing to McDavid for the empty netter. Is there anything in pro sports that compares to a, a, a guy giving up a goal he could easily get for a teammate to get a goal? The best comparison we had was if someone said in F1 that if two, two, you let you know if you know you're going to finish one two for Ferrari, Red Bull, or whatever, but the guy in second place has a better chance at the overall standings, he gets to pass and win. I think that was the best comparison. I, I want to know what you thought of Kane making that play, and from your experience on coaching staffs and all the coaches you know in your life. Do they ever give direction about empty netters? Like, would they ever say, like, do not pass, you shoot, don't <laughs> risk anything else? <laughs> no, no, not really. Um, you, you know what you do is you keep sending the guy with two goals out there. Right. <laughs> two for a minute. You say, stay out, stay out, stay out. No, you really don't say anything. I think the only thing I would think that the uh, um, that could compare to uh, – compared to that or letting a teammate pass an F1 is uh, tagging in, uh, you know, a, an older wrestler to come get the pin at the, uh, at the <laughs> WrestleMania. Somebody brought that up, too. <laughs> really? Okay, really? That's awesome. Outstanding. I love it. Yeah. Let, yeah, let your partner get in and get the tag. <laughs> get the pin. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, yeah, perhaps a little more scripted than some other things that we might be talking about, but pretty what? cool. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, sorry, Drew. No, forget I said that. Forget I forget I said that. And make sure you mail that letter to Santa Claus as well. Uh, okay, we got to do this again because we always run out of time. But before I let you go, uh, I know the Sharks started 0-2. They went and played over uh, in Europe. You mentioned you know, not the Sharks teams of years past. What, Like, what's a realistic uh, plateau for the Sharks where if we talked in April, you'd say, well, you know what, all things considered, that was a good season. Um, I was asked the same question last night, and I, I'm going to go old coach. I'm going to go what you should be thinking if you're in the National Hockey League, playoffs. I mean, they, you're, you're paid to win. You set the bar as high as you can. The, the idea is to win as many games and get to the playoffs. And I don't think it's... It's ridiculous or pie in the sky to say to a team, this is our bar. This is what we're going for. Nothing short of trying to execute and get to that bar is going to be acceptable. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm not giving this team a pass and say, well, if they're a 500 team, we're going to say way to go. I'm, I'm not built that way, and I don't think anybody else in the NHL should be either. All right. Hey, 
Thanks for doing this. Enjoy the rest of the football game. I don't think anybody scored while we were talking. No, scoreless at the two-minute warning in the first yeah. half. That's incredible. Somebody should kick a out. rouge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just kick that little, little thing outside the end zone. You're going to be laughing. You win one nothing. I think I'm going to get to the avalanche and the flames right away. <laughs> yeah, me too. Drew, thanks for doing this, man. Hope you're doing well. We'll talk again yeah. soon. Okay, sweet. Good talking to you again. That is Drew Remenda, covers the uh, San Jose Sharks. Of course, used to uh, do the Oilers games on Sportsnet as well. I always enjoy uh, chatting with him. Some good perspective there on uh, on a variety of topics during our chat. Appreciate that. Okay, so uh, here's what we're going to do. Uh, well, I want to tell people about this. The, the Battle of Alberta 50-50 is now open. This is the Oilers Community Foundation Game Day 50-50. You know it's always big. You can already get uh, your tickets for the draw on uh, Saturday night. Early bird prizes tomorrow include Sky Lounge tickets for the game against the Panthers, uh, an Evander Kane game used stick. They'll draw for that on Saturday. They'll draw for some lower bowl tickets to a game against the Golden Knights. Uh, they're going to draw for a truck, and then 11 o'clock on Saturday will be the big 50-50 draw. So that'll be big. You can already start getting your tickets for that. That's cool. We'll uh, catch up on uh, some of your messages, too, about unselfish acts in sports when we get back. Tide Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Yeah! All right, this song is called Let Sally Drive. It's from a Sammy Hager album that came out, oh, I don't know, probably 15 to 20 years ago, called 1013. Why did he call it 1013? Because his birthday is October 13th. Sammy Hager is 75 today. Happy birthday! Sports fans and music fans. So there you go, a little bit of trivia for you. Uh, thanks, my buddy Zippy, for texting me that. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. I know a lot of people wrote in, Ken. Let's catch up on some of the messages about the uh, sacrifices in sports. Yep, we got uh, a ton of uh, responses for that, and some people going next level here, like this uh, unnamed texter who texted in and said, "The ultimate sacrifice was Cal Naughton Jr. for all those Ricky Bobby wins, shake and bake." A little Talladega oh, Nights for the you movie. there. Okay. <laughs> so now we're going sports-related movie sacrifices. Interesting. Here. All right. Didn't expect that. <laughs> either what else uh, we got one from VR Greg who says Jack Nicholas giving Tony Jackson a putt that tied the Ryder Cup. Yeah, to back Tony Jacklin. That okay, that's that is an interesting one to bring up because yes, it was a relatively short putt. Um, and if he would have missed, the, the, that would have swung the Ryder Cup and said he conceded it. And he said, okay, we'll just uh, do it. And I think they shared the cup, but the Americans kept it because they had it the previous time. Something like, I think that was the that, – that is an interesting one. That's Yeah, that's an interesting uh, sacrifice for sure. Sort, sort of a, like different, but, but fits in the conversation too. That's a good one. I always like when people bring up golf too. Okay, uh, we'll try to catch up on more of those because I know a lot of people jumped on this topic. Manny Arsenault is coming up as well. Washington and Chicago in the NFL. It's still scoreless with 58 seconds left in the first half. Maybe we'll have some points when we get back. <laughs> 